Hello and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks, everybody. With me, your host, Aaron Mashwitz, a.k.a. Jackson Stone. And this is episode 120 of Jackson Talks, everybody. And it's another good one. It's it. Welcome to the show, man. Nice to have Nice to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Before I kind of get to my very first question, which is the theme of this podcast, I see in your in your background that you've got a Rocky Balboa picture and that just fires me up. So <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a great conversation. Absolutely, man. So to get to it, uh, basically, the theme of this podcast is, is the question I'm about to ask you. It's probably a question that you get you get asked a lot in passing, kind of used as a a hello gesture but on this podcast i like to create maybe a little bit of space for us to answer that question honestly i think especially important for people in your profession the service industry who are always there to help others sometimes we tend to uh, lack that care in ourselves and so maybe you want to answer this question honestly maybe you're thinking about it a lot but it's uh how are you doing man like for real how are you doing i like that that's awesome uh I am doing good. You know, I'm doing good. Thank God. I, I, you know, always can be better and constantly trying to strive. And and it's funny that you say it that way, because if I applied everything I teach, you know, my athletes, my business uh, owners and and people I work with, if I applied everything I teach them in my life, I would be flying in. Let's be genuine. Let's be real. You know, we all have bad days. There's situations, but the idea is to try to try to emulate that as much as possible. So I'm doing good. Thank God. I'm grateful for everything that I have. And, you know, when I did my morning gratitude this morning is, you know, is be happy with what you have and strive for more, you know, don't be, you know, be happy. Don't be satisfied. Be grateful. Don't be satisfied. And there's always something more and there's always things I could do better. So, and you know, how am I doing? I'm doing good and I could be doing better and I will be doing better. Amazing. Yeah. I like what you said about gratitude there, because I think when people think about gratitude, they've missed that piece. They miss that piece that it's, it's about being very appreciative of what you currently do have, but there's so much room to strive for more. I think they miss that second piece a lot. Uh, and that's important when it comes to any sort of gratitude practice. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And I think that being grateful is probably the biggest, most important thing anybody can do in their life, regardless of their profession, uh, their position, their status. It really doesn't matter because if you're not happy with what you have, you're not going to be happy with what you think you want, right? You have to be happy with what you have. And then be happier with the things that you know that you're that you're getting after. But I've seen this time and time again. It's that chase, right? When I have that, then I'll be happy. When I get that girl, when I get that job, when I sign that contract, then things will fall into place. And it's not the case. So you gotta have to be grateful for what you do have, and then strive for more. And so being grateful and, and consciously, right? Everybody's grateful when you ask them, you know, hey, you know, they're complaining. You're like, well, you should be happy. Look at all that you have. At that moment, they're like, yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. But are you consciously, consciously doing it every single day? And, and I think that's the difference between expressing gratitude versus just being grateful. Yeah. And it's something that I noticed that's on your website a lot, which I'm sure we'll get into about having the sets and reps put in to your mental skills like you would anything else. Uh, but before we get there, I just want to tell people that you are a mental performance coach, right? That's what you do. That's what your business is. If you go to your website, Mental Coach Pro, everything is right there. It's beautiful. You can sign up for anything you want in terms of private groups, workshops, all that stuff. But when people hear mental performance coach, what does that mean? So the way I 
you know, I like to label it, if you will, because we live in a society where we have to put labels on stuff, right? That's how we identify ourselves. That's, you know, the things that we do. So, you know, as a mental performance specialist is what I call myself. My job is quite simple. It's to take individuals from where they currently are, understanding and establishing where it is that they want to go and bridging that gap, setting up a game plan to get you from where you are to where you want to go. And it really doesn't matter when we talk about performance. I work with athletes mainly, right? Youth, collegiate, and professional athletes. Um, but it doesn't matter if it's a business owner or a parent or, you know, uh, an athlete. It doesn't matter. We all have a certain position where we're at and we all have certain goals of where we want to go. And rather than just looking at them, setting up a game plan, understanding what routines, what type of mindset is going to optimize your ability to get to that place that you want to get to. And so that's my job is to bridge that gap and, you know, label and, and, and even more so identify certain barriers that are getting in the way that you might not even be conscious of. Right. I mean, when you start talking about it, you're like, ah, oh, shoot, you know, I didn't really think about that, but that's the block I'm hitting time and time again. And so once we recognize that block, removing it and then giving the tools, the techniques to overcome that thing, and then just, you know, keep moving the needle forward. And that's really what it's about. So as a mental performance coach, my job is to provide individuals with as much tools and information and techniques that they need in order to overcome barriers to get them from where they are to where they want to go. And I know this, when you're working with clients, it's a very individual basis. Like each person has their kind of specific needs and wants uh, based on where they're trying to go and where they're currently at. But is there some sort of foundation that you start with? Um, what would that look like? Yeah, a lot of that work, it's a great question. Uh, and the way that I do that is what I like to call core values. And I use that as the blueprint of, you know, who you are, not necessarily what you are, right? We're parents, we're athletes, we're students, but not I didn't ask you what you are, but rather who you are. If I were to cut you open, what do you bleed? What are your unnegotiables? Once you know what your core values are, that's the blueprint for everything you do in life. And if you do it out of within your core values, you're going to be successful. And the problem that a lot of people run into is that they do certain things that they know that they need to do, but they're not doing it within their core values. So then they find some kind of friction. They don't know what it is, but they're not happy. They have a job, they got the girl, but they're not happy. What's going on here? And the thing that's going on is you're not authentic. You're doing it outside of your core values. So to answer your question, yes, that's the first thing we do is we recognize what are your core values? What are the things that if you do it that way, you're just going to be a lot happier, a lot more successful, right? You're going to be a lot more passionate about it as opposed to if you do it a different way. Does that make sense? That you understand what I'm saying there? Yeah, you want to be able to make all of your decisions and filter all of your actions through your core values. If, you, if you're successful enough, the more you do that, the better you are going to be at life. Bottom line, the more successful you're going to be. Now, another thing is I, I ask my, you know, my clients, I ask them, what is your definition of success? Because we say that's the, that you do that, the more successful you're going to be. But what is your definition of success? And in our society, success is, you know, what car you drive, how much money do you have? No, that's not what success is. Because you can have all the money in the world and be unhappy. We've seen that before, right? You know, and, and you can have all the status and there's pro athletes that are, you know, not happy. You know, so what is your definition of success? So once you know what your core values are and you've established your definition of success, well, now we have not only a, a blueprint, but a roadmap. And, and, and 
things just find a way to get the hell out of your way to, to allow you to achieve your goal once you're zeroed in, focused with a game plan. And so those are the two things I go over, core values, definition of success, and that determines the pathway we're going to take. Yeah, I have found it much easier to say no to things when I have aligned my core values because they don't, they're not part of the, the overall goal. You know, they might be kind of teeter-tottering on like, oh, I might want to do it, but then it's like, no, I'm crystal clear on this, 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 and this, and this. This is my wildly important goal, and this is like a little bit outside of it. So I'm just going to say no. Um, before before having that kind of clarity, it's really hard to say no, and then you say yes to everything, which means you're not uber focused on that one exceptional thing that you could be doing. And for athletes, that's I mean that's the main thing, right? You almost have to become obsessed with the one thing if you want to be excellent, if you want to be elite, if you want to be the best player in the world. For sure, in athleticism, but absolutely in everything. Now, let's be real, right? We live life. There's always moving factors. There's too much going on. And like you said, if you're not stable, if you're not solid and you don't have clarity as to what you want, you're going to be affected. You're going to be affected by this or something that somebody said or some party that's going on or, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter what it is. There's always going to be outside noise that's going to shift you away. And so we all know, we learned this when we were little kids, the fastest way from point A to point B is what? Straight line. Right? And so we know it consciously, yet we decide to go about it all kinds of different ways, you know, and, and I think that's the main challenge in life. It's not that life is so complicated. It's that we don't have clarity as to what we want. And then we let outside noise complicate our decision. And I'm, I'm, I've, I fall for that all the time, honest, being real and authentic with you. And when I don't, I get stuff done. And when I do, I don't understand why I'm not getting what I want. Well, because the answer is, bro, what do you want? If you don't know what you want, no one's going to come and save you. Right. Yeah. I, uh, it's interesting that you brought up the, what your definition of success is because I've been thinking about that a lot because I've been trying to, I coach a, uh, a 13 year slash 14 year old baseball team and trying to have them figure out what their definition of success is really important to their, to their overall enjoyment of the sport of baseball. And so what we came up with kind of as a team, and I kind of pushed it in that direction as the coach was success, especially at that age is giving your full effort or giving your best effort. And then whatever happens, happens. Um, what, what kind of definition of success have you figured out is the best for you? Uh, for one, that definition of yours, I would challenge because I would want it to be clearer. Give your best effort and whatever happens is what it is in, in concept is great, but let's get a little, let's take, let's, let's peel it back just a little bit more and be more specific about it because where we fall is in the vagueness. Okay. We fall in the, you know, I work with a lot of, you know, student athletes. I want to get better grades as better than who better than me, better than your neighbor, better than what who better is just, it's not clear enough. And as you mentioned, our objective is clarity, isn't it? So we want this thing to be so damn easy to answer at the end of the game. Did I do it? Yes or no? Yes or no? That's it. It needs to be clear to everybody. Yes or no. And to give my best is not so clear to say yes or no. It's a little bit too vague for me. So 
I would challenge that and say, okay, what is your best? What does your best look like? What does our best as a team look like? And then they would say, you know, you're talking about baseball, right? So, you know, uh, you know, baseball is not so much of a, of a running sport per se, but, um, you know, staying focused, being in position, having, you know, field awareness, recognizing where my outfielders are, where, whatever it is for that player, for you guys as a team, you come up with your two or three things and then that's easy at the end of the game. Hey guys, you got a whiteboard up. Did we do one, two, and three? The answer is yes. I don't care about the result. The answer is no. Then we're responsible for the result. Okay. So that's the answer. You know, that's that. That's not the question you asked. I know, but no, but that's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. That, so that, what you're saying is basically, yes, we have this idea of success, giving our best effort, but what does actually that mean? Did I hustle on and off the field? Uh, did I pick up my teammates? Whatever, whatever, whatever. And then that actually can transfer into what our definition of success actually means. Right. And then we actually have a something to reflect upon after the game instead of just like, well, I, I sort of did this and I then I ran off the field and but we lost. So like I guess that wasn't success, but we won. So I totally get what you're saying. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, I I I'll give you an example, right? I you know, I have two little girls, right? And one of them's three years old. She's starting to figure out, you know, you know, Disneyland and this and that and all that stuff. And I promised her that if she stays in her bed all night and does other things, you know, that, that, you know, three-year-old is, we want her to do that. We're going to take her to Disneyland. So she now has this image of Disneyland, right? We've created this image of Disneyland in her mind. She knows the characters, all that. But if I, but, but, but if I were to say to her, we're going to drive to Anaheim. Okay. We know that Disneyland is in Anaheim, but let's, let's, let's give our best. That's just getting to Anaheim. That's not what we're after. She wants to go to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And until she's not in, in the front gates and sees Mickey Mouse and all that stuff. She's not, she doesn't care that she's in Anaheim. Trying our best is going to Anaheim. Is it necessary to go to Anaheim to get to Disneyland? Yes, that's where it's at. But if you get clearer about it, then, 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 then we have a better chance of going to actual Disneyland as opposed to Anaheim. Does that make sense a little bit? Yes, absolutely. So, so it's not the direction that, it's not the, that the direction is wrong. You're in the right direction. We just need a little bit more clarity as to what we want within that direction. Fantastic. I'm going to tell my boys that this weekend. Now, my definition of success is, and I, and I have it written down and I'm constantly fine tuning it, but it's progressing every day, right? So it's constant progress every day within my core values. So doing things within my core values and progressing every single day. If I can do that, if I can do that, then I know that I'm successful. I, I should not have any complaints. And sometimes we get lost in it because it's like, oh, well, I didn't do this today or I, sh I didn't do enough of that or I didn't work out or I didn't, whatever it might be, you know, and then we get down on ourselves. But then we have to have something to look at and say, hey, wait a second. Did you act within your core values and are you better today than you were yesterday? And if we do that enough days in a row, we're going to reach that success. Right. And so there's all kinds of different, you know, mission statements, if you will. Right. There's. Uh, a five-year, you know, plan and a, and a one-year plan and a six-month plan and a, and a three-month plan. And so the, the shorter it is, right, microscope versus telescope. And the, the, the shorter span it is, the more specific you can be about it. So it's okay to have like a long-term vision and it doesn't have to be zeroed in specific. That's California. All right. My five-year plan is California. My one-year plan is Anaheim and my six-month plan is Disneyland. 
for our purposes of uh, anatomy. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, how do you think about goals then? Speaking of a vision, because I've I've heard a lot of people talk about goals, and they're kind of both sides of it. Uh, one, goals are kind of pointless because they're out of your control. Um, but then you can make process-oriented goals, but then you still want to kind of have this vision like you talked about. What do you talk to your clients about in terms of, in terms of goals? That's, a, that's another great question. It's almost like you've sat in this office and heard some of these conversations. But, uh, but let me give you a breakdown. I have athletes that sit here, youth, collegiate players, professional players, and I ask them, you know, what do you, what do you want? And I purposely make it very vague. All right, I ask them this question. What do you want out of this game? You know, what, what's your purpose? What's your, you know, what do you, what do you want to get out of this? I don't say the word goals. I don't say the word dreams. All right. And then as they start telling me them, I start writing them up on the whiteboard. I want to sign a pro contract. I want a D1 scholarship. I want to be a starter on my team. I want whatever it may be. Bang, 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 bang. And then we go through each of these and ask them, which one of these are goals and which one of these are dreams? And then they tell me, oh, that's a dream. I guess that's a goal. That's a dream. Right. And I do all this before I even explain it them the difference between goals and dreams, because there's a huge difference between goals and dreams. and goals dreams are just something that your brain you know that your heart wants but your brain can't even fathom the idea of actually having that it's too big it's not clear enough it's a dream one day okay we all have those and they're important to have goals are rather things that have an actionable game plan to get there right you've probably heard of smart goals before okay where we have to be specific measurable achievable realistic and time-based s-m-a-r-t and so we have a game plan as to how we're going to achieve this goal. Therefore, it's no longer a dream, but rather a goal. It's achievable. Now all that's left is to press play and take the actions necessary. That's what makes it a goal. If you don't have a game plan, it ain't a goal. It's a dream. Okay. And so the objective is to have a dream way down the line. What would need to happen in order for that to happen? Okay. Well, what would need to happen in order for that to happen? And you keep doing that until you get to basically, what do I need to do today? And then you lay out the next month or three months or six months or whatever it may be for that specific goal. But now you have an action plan. You have, you know, weekly tasks that you need to do. They're time-based, they're organized. And we know what we need, what we need to do in order to get to where we want to get to. Now, once you've achieved that goal, then you got the next goal. You're a lot closer to it than you were, than you were before. Right. And the problem I run into, and this happens a lot with people that are not necessarily youth, but you know, because youth are allowed to dream, right? Because they're, you know, 14, 15 years old. These kids are on your baseball team. They want to play, you know, Major League Baseball. That's great. That's a dream. And that's okay. But what happens is, especially as they get older, they never turn that dream into a goal, like I just described. And then they find themselves in a position where that window is slowly closing. And they end up having this, this dream for their whole life until their age won't allow that to be a dream anymore. And I know people that have had certain dreams well in their 40s and 50s and 60s, and they still have a dream of one day. Well, I'll tell you something. It's, 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 a, it's a brutal truth, but that one day ain't coming. And if you don't have a goal set up, my, my dream is to, is, to, is to travel the world. Okay, well, what, what travel the world? What, what airline? What countries are you going to? When do you plan on going there? How much money do you need to set aside to do that? You know, and, and, and then life just goes on. And then one day I'll travel the world. One day, and it, and it, and it never happens. And that's how people miss out on life as far as I'm concerned, because they just took the first step of establishing a dream, but they didn't do anything necessary, you know, as far as goals and process oriented, like you had mentioned, to get them closer to that, 
you know, to that dream. So then the biggest question is, how do you get people to step into action, right? Like, how do you get them to, because like you said, dreams are important. We have to have dreams, right? Have to. Like, I see myself doing this one day. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a baseball player. But then, like, that, you have to step into action. And then how do you do that? Because that's the hardest and most important part is to just fucking start. First of all, most people start, most people stop at start. <laughs> most people stop at start. That first step, you're absolutely right, is the hardest one. If you can get over that first step, momentum will kick in, things will open up, and you will see that the next step will be easier and easier and easier. The challenging is, how do we start? So when I work with my players and athletes and business owners and parents and whoever the whoever it may be, is asking, you know, what can we do today? Forget, I see the mountain. I see that. I see it. You see it. Everybody sees the mountain. Fuck the mountain. Don't worry about it right now. What do you need to do to get on that mountain? First thing I need to do is I need to take the first step. Well, what does that look like? And sometimes it's not even the first step. Sometimes it needs, I need to put my socks and shoes on. Okay, well, let's do that. Let's, let's figure out what I need to do today that will give me a better chance of taking a step forward tomorrow. So the way that that's done is you simplify. You simplify the shit out of it. I mean, you make it so easy that it's hard not to do. It's like, you make it so easy that you challenge the person and say, listen, man, do you really want this thing? Because if you can't do this, don't talk to me about this. Because I'm not talking to you about this. I'm talking to you about this. And then, and then that's how we build momentum, right? Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the players and people I work with, they're, they're after confidence, right? They want confidence. They say, okay, well, there's no problem. Just, you know, order it on Amazon. You got Amazon Prime, right? Just order it. Or, you know, maybe your neighbor has it or your cousin. See if you could borrow it. And they laugh at me, <laughs> right? And then it's like, no, that can't happen. So I ask them, well, what, how do you, how does confidence, confidence come about? And then they tell me, well, you build it. Well, how do you build anything? How the fuck do you build anything? One block, the next block, the next block, the next block. And all of a sudden you've, you know, you've laid down the foundation, you put down the drywall, you know, now you're working on the roof all of a sudden. That didn't happen without building. So how do we build confidence? We set ourselves up with little tasks and then we accomplish them. And then we're sending a message to our subconscious mind saying, hey, yeah, it was small, but I did it. Let's set up another task. Yeah, it was not that big, but I did it. But I did it. But I did it. And then your subconscious mind starts saying, hey, whatever this motherfucker tells me to do, I do. I believe him now. And so the inner dialogue, you know, with your subconscious mind, which is very, very powerful, you have to believe yourself. And I know certain people that they say certain things. And I try, I'm like, do you even, you don't even believe that. Like you say, you're going to do something. You've, 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 you've come across your words so many times that you're, you don't even believe that you're going to get it done. So break it down, make it very small and very simple. And that's how you start building confidence. And then, you know, be in the position that you actually want to be at. The problem is, bro, and I'm sorry, I'm going off on a rant, but it's something I'm, I'm quite passionate about. Our society today is set up in instant gratification. I want it. I got it. I want it. I got it. You know what I'm saying? I could, I'm hungry. I press a couple buttons. Pop, pop, pop. I got a pizza show up at my door. All right. I need a ride somewhere. I don't have a car. Bloop, bloop. Guy comes, picks me up. Right. We got Uber Eats. We got Uber. We got, you know, I, I need to send Jackson some, some, some cheese. Pop Venmo. It's in his account. Okay. I need to order something. I need a new water bottle. I can have this water bottle in my house by the end of the day. Just go on Amazon Prime. Boom, it shows up. So society is built in a way where everything we want, we get right away. 
And that's not the best thing for us because the human brain has been, you know, is, is tens of thousands of years, if not more, right? So the fact that now uh, technology has made things easier, the brain still needs time to understand certain concepts, right? There is still no app for let me get fit. So you get your ass in the gym and start moving around. It ain't going to happen. I don't care how many commercials and it's not going to happen. You got to work out. That's the only way to get fit. You want to, you want to learn something. There's nothing you can do that just close your eyes and just, you know, through osmosis, understand it. It's not going to happen. You have to put in the work to get the stuff done, which is kind of almost like cognitive dissonance because everything else we get right away. So how come this other stuff, which is really the most important things in life, I don't get right away. And that's where the younger generation gets frustrated. So like, what do you, what do you mean? I don't just get a starting position on the team. Like, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. You know, how come I have to go to school for eight hours? Why can't I just, because they want everything fast and, and now, and that instant gratification is a trap. It's a huge detriment to hard work over long periods of time. Like, cause that's the only way that you achieve anything like diligent, persistent, consistent work over time. And also people see like people make the NFL, the NBA, they become a star and they're like, oh, it's their rookie year. Like, how are they a star already? Well, they've been training for the last 10, 12 years to finally make it in this moment where the best players in the world are at. And they're still like not very good in this setting where everyone else is really, really good. And so that's why I love sports as like this vehicle to teach young people like what it's like to fall down and get back up, to not get what you want, even though you put in all the right work. Like you did everything right. You did everything right. You're still not playing today. Sorry about it. It just is what it is. And that's going to happen over and over and over again in life. And if we can kind of teach these sort of skills through sports, then all of our young people are going to be better off. Whether they like the sport or not, it's inconsequential. But if they can extrapolate some of the knowledge then it's like, wow, it's amazing. Then when you get your first job interview and you do 15 job interviews and you get zero callbacks, you're not like, of course you're sad that that freaking sucks, but you're like, okay, what can now can I do differently? I learned this in sport. I got to go back to the drawing board. I got to reflect a little bit. Okay, I need to tweak my resume. I need to fill in these gaps. I need to work on my language a little bit better. Now I'm back at it and back at it and back at it. And eventually you get to the place where you want to be at. And that's why, I mean, that's why I fell in love with sports at a young age. And that's why they're amazing. And I, I, I'm guessing you feel the same way. I mean, I honestly, I couldn't say it better. Uh, sports is the best school for life. Hands down. I learned everything I needed to learn about life from soccer. I grew up playing soccer my entire life. Mm-hmm. As, as long as I even remember myself, uh, all through different levels, all American D one college scholarship, the ups, the downs, you know, not making teams, not playing, not on the travel squad, captain of the team, best player, leading goal scorer. I mean, I've seen it all up and down. Uh, and, and I took the lessons I learned from sports and apply them to my life today in my parenting, in my relationships. I mean, it, it teaches us everything we need to learn about life. And I've said something before, I could live with someone for a year or I can play with them for 10 minutes. I'll know more about them if I play with them for 10 minutes than if I live with them for a year. Because you mm-hmm. can't hide on the field. Right. You can't hide your character, right? You're exposed. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're lazy, we're going to see it. 
You could get by in life being lazy and nobody sees it. You could trick people. Can't trick people on the field. You know, you could be a leader. You could pretend to be a leader, you know, in life, not be a good one, but you could pretend. You can't pretend to be a leader on the field. You can read right through that. So, so that's why I think that sports is so powerful. And I'll tell you a little secret. The stuff I do with my athletes has nothing to do with sports. It doesn't have anything to do with sports. It has everything to do with life. Okay, I just use soccer or basketball or, or lacrosse, whatever, whatever athlete I'm working with, I just use that as the language. But if we were doing this podcast in Spanish, we would still be saying the same stuff, right? And so the language is the sport, just to get in, just to be able to communicate with them in a way. But most of the time I ask them, you know, where else in your life does this show up? Where else, you know, how else is this in other aspects of your life? And and I just use the sport as a language because what I really teach are life skills uh, to in order to have a healthy, balanced lifestyle. Uh, because these players, you know, the tools they're getting is not for the rest of the season, it's the rest of their life. You know, and, and my objective is not for them to sign professional contracts. I would love them to. And I, and I you know, we, we talk about stuff like that, but that's not my number one goal. My number one goal is to provide these individuals with tools that they can carry on for the rest of their lives to have healthy, balanced relationships, uh, you know, in all other aspects that they want. So that's, that's, that's really what we're pushing here, to be honest. Yeah, it's, uh, it it's, it's unmatched. It's unmatched what you're going to learn, right, from sport and from working with someone like you who can basically explain the skills that you might not have noticed that you were learning on the field. Now we can talk about that. Now, now you say skills. Let me touch up on that real quick. Right. You know, because I'm sure a lot of the people that are listening, listening in, they've heard of mental toughness, resiliency. I mean, there's thousands of books, self-help books and speakers and motivation and stuff like that. That's not what this is. Am I motivating? Sure. Am I a motivational speaker? No, I'm not. I'm a coach. Just like you're a coach. And when you coach uh, your kids on a certain skill, right, the way that you do it, let's say, you know, uh, you come from baseball, right? So you say, or, or wrestling for that matter, whatever, whatever move you're trying to teach, there's only one way to do it in order to teach it, right? What is it? What's the one way that you do it? Right way, my way? No, but let's say, for example, you want to teach a kid how to feel the... Oh, I'm going I'm to embody it. I'm going to do it myself. Right. But then they themselves, you have a kid. Let's just take you got a 13 year old kid. His name's Cody. Cody's really nice kid, willing to work hard. And, you know, you have him playing shortstop. All right. But you notice that he's having a real hard time infielding. What was the word? How do you say it, Jackson? When the ball comes in and you infield it? Yeah. Fielding it. Yeah. Fielding the ball. Right. Being able to get it, bop, throw it to first base. Right. Right. Exactly. You noticing in games, it's popping up on him. It's getting by him. So what are you going to do? Well, we're going to go over the fundamentals as to why he's why that's happening for him right and so how do you do that now we're now it's practice we're at the field cody's between second and third base what are you doing well we're going to talk about it um we're going to see maybe why he's doing the things he's doing um and then we're going to go over the, the correct way to do it how are you going to go over the correct way to do it i'm going to show him right you're going to take a ball and do what with it and i'm going to roll it to him how many times once mm, probably 100, 150. There's your answer. Repetition. That's how you coach anything. So the stuff that I teach is repetitions. It's not something that you just 
saw one time in a in a you know in a Tony Robbins video and all the stuff is is really valuable. I'm not talking shit on anybody. All of the stuff that everybody puts out there is really important, but I'm not special. The stuff that I teach, you can get on YouTube in a second. It's not that there's a lack of information, there's a lack of application. Ooh. I don't have information that you can't access in a second or any any listener can't find the stuff that I teach. I'm not teaching anything new. This is stuff that's been, you know, that's that, that, that was established by the Roman emperors, right? And the Stoics, okay? I'm not teaching anything new. My job is just how do we get the individual to apply it? So there's a difference between information and application. There's a lot of information junkies out there that just want information. And they go from workshop to seminar to this and that over and over again because they want that high of give me the information. But if they don't apply it, it's, it's game over. So this is a skill. Not one conversation between you and I is not going to make it all of a sudden, you know, now I have it. Now I have mental toughness. Now I have discipline. Now I have resiliency. I'm like water. You know, I, I can't be broken. Okay. You know, that's, that's, that's not the case. But if you take these tools and you do them over and over again, just like you learned how to do anything else, it took over and over and over again, then your brain understands that to be the new default. And once that's the new default, well, then you raise the bar and that's how you get better at anything. Okay. And people don't understand that. And I work with a lot of coaches that say, you know, soccer coaches, and I'm like, do you guys do anything for mental performance? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're already doing that. I'm like, okay, what exactly are you doing? Well, we talk about it, and, you know, but, but the way I do it, there's a framework, there's a structure, there's certain drills to a stat to, that teach each and every skill. So you got drills that establish a skill. And once you have these skills, well, now you have a skill set. Okay. And then you're more powerful in your season and in your life and whatever it may be. But that's the missing link that I think that this whole industry, is missing it's a very information based not so much application based and the power is in the application not in the information because i mean i've heard since i started playing baseball at like four and i played all the way through college like you it's vision one and from the time i was able to remember every coach said baseball is 90 percent mental everyone I mean, there's a but, book and ken revisa have a book like that or something heads up baseball yeah, yeah ken revisa is awesome uh, I finally like know his stuff and understand his information. But when I was like in high school and college, my coaches would say that. But then, like you said, there would be no nothing else after that. Like, okay, it's 90% mental, but what do I do? Like, what? okay, I understand that it's mental and I need to think good thoughts and I need to be calm under pressure and I need to be resilient and I need to be able to recover quickly from a strikeout and I need to use my breathing patterns. But how? Do I just like, does it magically happen? Because it took me like 18 years to get good at baseball. So is it going to take me one day to get good at my mental skills? I don't understand. No. Right? right. And so you're exactly right. It's like, we say it, we say it, coaches say it, they know in the back of their mind that it's an important thing, but then they're either not learning it on their own to teach their kids like the most basic level, or they're not hiring someone else or they don't have the funds and the resources. I understand all those barriers. I get it in a perfect world, right? They would bring someone in to be able to do the same kind of drill work that you would do for anything else. You're doing a passing drill, you're doing a sprinting drill, you're doing whatever, okay, here's your mental skills drills. Um, and I, I love that information to application from drills to skills to skill set. I mean, that's great. Right, and, and, and you know, you'd be surprised, you know, 
how many times have you, it doesn't matter the sport, you know, coach on the side, come on, guys, we got to focus. You guys got to concentrate, right? I agree. Then you take the coach aside. <laughs> have, you, have, we, have you talked? Have we, have we done drills to improve our focus? Right? Or is it just like, you know, it, it would just be as silly as like, come on, you got you to gotta knock it out of the park. You got to hit a, a grand slam. Like, what? Ah, that's Parents would look at him like he's crazy, right? Yeah. Right. I, I would love to hit a grand slam. That'd be awesome. Yeah, exactly. And so when I ask these coaches, what's the difference between focus and concentration? You know, they don't have an answer because it's more deep than just words, right? Concentration is when you put your full mental effort towards one thing. Focus is when you have a break in concentration, how fast you can bring it back. Mm. Okay? And so understanding the difference, these kids are all concentrating. Nobody's on your field, you know, game day, thinking that there's somebody else, you know, somewhere else. They're there. They know they're there. Their attention is towards the field, but they have breaks in focus. And it takes them a way too long to bring it back. And so that's where the problem lies. And, you know, and just yelling these words that all these coaches give it lip service. Everybody talks about it. What are we doing to actually teach it? And so that's why, you know, some of the conversations I have with, with, with uh, directors of coaches or athletic directors, I say, I have a solution for a problem that you don't know that you have. I have the solution for a problem that you don't even know that you have. So first you got to educate them as to what this problem even is, because they're not even aware of it. And then once they become aware, it's like, ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, that is something that's happening. Well, okay, here's a solution. And too many athletes, especially in this country, you know, because I come from the soccer world, right? In Europe, every locker room has somebody like me in their locker room. It's, it's mandatory from ages 12 and up. From ages 12 and up, they have a team psychologist or sports performance specialist or somebody that's teaching them this stuff from a very young age. Here, it's becoming more and more common, right? We've, you know, we've experienced here in the field, so you know, we've experienced a lot of things uh, over the last, you know, year or two where people are coming out. We saw Simone Biles uh, and having to deal with what she had to deal with the last Olympics. And, you know, we saw Paul George in the bubble you know, breaking down in our, in our, in our uh, soccer community, we had, you know, a devastating situation where a girl a couple months ago from Stanford starting goalkeeper uh, committed suicide, you know, and, and this shit's going on, man. And it's real. And, and when we, you know, we talk about certain skills, performance skills, right. But I'm also a human and, you know, sometimes you just need somewhere to just get this stuff out and, and talk about certain things and then apply the performance tools to get over those things. But there's a lot that's going on. Kids these days are dealing with more pressure than ever. School's harder than ever, ever was. Um, you know, sports are more competitive than they ever were. The recruitment process, the, you know, everything, everything is more demanding. And so we're taking these kids, mind you on the back end of, uh, you know, not just the kids, parents, business owners, everybody just got, you know, jump kicked in the face during COVID. Right. And everybody's dealt with it differently. And then we're just like, all right, here, go figure it out without the right tools, without the arsenal necessary to, to, to deal with all this stuff. And, you know, I, I, for one, the reason I like jumping on these podcasts and doing these things, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not even pushing anything. It's just because I want to create awareness. Um, in general, but for everybody individually to ask themselves, hey, am I really 
Am I really okay? Like you said, how are you doing? That's a loaded question, right? And so let's think about that. And even if I am doing well, like I said, I, I was, let me think about how I could be doing better. What other, what aspects of my life have I kind of, mm, you know, pushed aside for a little bit too long now. And I need to go back and water that plant, if you will. Uh, and so that's the idea behind all this stuff. And a lot of times that's where the conversations go. I've had players come to me to work on one specific thing. Oh, it's, just, it's just one thing. It's just this little thing that's bothering me. And then we open up that. And then there's all these other things that that's the root. That one thing is just a branch. We can fix the branch. It's going to still grow back broken, right? Uh, the root is where the issues are. And that's important uh, in order to really achieve happiness and, and, and be in a position where, you know, you're getting what you want out of this life. And we don't stop and think enough. We just do, 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 do. We go to school, we go to work, we, we, we come home, we go to sleep, we do the same things and the days go by and the weeks go by and the months go by. And then we don't understand why we're not happy it's because we never picked up our head and said, Hey, wait, I'm on a path. We're all on a path. The question is the path to where am I on the path towards where I want to be? And that's what this stuff is, is occasionally just pick up your head and be like, what does this look like? How can we measure it? And it could be measured by athletic performance. It could be measured by quarters for businesses. It could be measured by relationships with the kids, friends, whatever. There's ways to measure this shit, right? We just have to stop and look at it. Let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the, at the facts. They'll give us the feedback we need to know whether we're going the right way or a way that we'd rather not go down. Yeah, you have to be willing to have this like very honest reflection of your current situation because you can't change or alter anything unless you know exactly where you're at. Very honest with everything, your good things, your bad things, your inadequacies, all of that. And if you take time to reflect upon those things in an honest way, then you can accept them as is and then move forward into trying to changing them or grow them. And all of these skills are are heavily related and intersect with, with our mental health, right? Because our mental health is how we, we think, feel, and act. And the mental skills that we acquire influence how we think, feel, and act. And so if you're in or outside of sport, it doesn't matter. Everyone has mental health because we all think, feel, and act. And all of us can benefit from acquiring these, some, these skills. Um, and just like you learned how to read and write and walk and run, all of that you can do the same thing with this. And it's probably the best investment you can make in your long-term fulfillment and joy and happiness in your life. I think. It's, it's, you're absolutely right. It has to be because that's the foundation of everything, right? It's just that, you know, when, it, when a player is not doing well, you know, I'm sure some of your, you know, players that you coach, right away the parents are like, oh, well, let's get a private trainer, right? Because that's the most tangible thing. He's not good at this. Let's work on this. Because the mental performance is underlying. You don't see it. You don't see it. It's not something that you can, and it takes time. And so, you know, there's only three things any athlete can train in the entire world. It doesn't matter if it's me, you, you know, George St. Pierre, uh, Triple G, you know, uh, Lionel Messi. It doesn't matter who you are. Only three things you can train. And, you know, the first one is your physical right? That's your fitness, getting stronger, weight room, stuff like that. The second one is your technical, your craft, tennis, if it's your backhand, your forehand, whatever it may be, your shot and basketball. And then the third thing is your mental. 
And that's it. That's it. And anything else you tell me, I will be able to place it in either one, two, or three. That's it. That's what we got. And everybody's putting in so much effort with one and two, right? Putting lots of effort, training really hard and working hard on their on their craft and driving all over for tournaments and flying across the car, all this stuff just to show up game time and be like, well, I hope it all works out. Like, no, man, it doesn't, you don't have to hope. There's things that you can do before the game that will get your mind right. And if you do it enough times, your brain is waiting for it because you created that, that room, if you will, of like game time. Okay. But that time that, you know, that stuff takes effort and our brain is what it is. And then there's neuroplasticity, right? The things that we do, and we're slowly pushing ourselves to think differently. And that's challenging. That's challenging. But so what? Anything that, you know, that you said that this is the foundation, or I rather said it's foundation. You said it was something that, you know, it's important. It all comes back to this. You don't know how right you are. I've worked with professional players that most of the kids I work with, if I gave them that contract, they would be like, I made it. That's it. I'm happy. I'm, you know, you're playing friends of thousands of people and, you know, all the professional perks and all that stuff. And this guy's not happy. He's not happy because his relationships are shit. So the ultimate goal is to be happy. And we're just rats trying to figure out what we need to get in order to make us happy. That's all this life is. We all want to be happy. Everything we do is in order to be happy. Every single action we do, we do, even if it's a selfless act, we still do it because it makes us feel good. Okay. And that's fine. That's how it should be. But that's what we're after all day long is what can I do that's ultimately going to make me happy? So how the hell are we bypassing the, 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 the computer system that's establishing whether or not we're going to be happy? That's, that's sometimes, you know, that's the awareness that I, you know, I'm talking about. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it rolled us kind of right into the last thing that I want to touch on before I let you go is you have a, a formula, formula for, for peak mental performance. And it basically kind of puts a bow on everything that we just talked about. So you have like preparation phase, you have the pregame, the game time and the post game. And so do you want to touch a little bit on each of those areas? Yeah, sure. Of course. But in, in total, the reason I created that is it, it goes right back to what we initially talked about. We are simple animals. We don't want things complicated. Nobody wants complication. We don't like it. We get overwhelmed. We get anxious. We get stressed out, right? Why do you think our society now is at the highest level of anxiety that we've ever been in? Because there's so many options. There's so many things going on, right? Cavemen back in the day, they were not, they didn't have general anxiety disorder, okay? There wasn't these personality disorders that we experience today. And it's because it's too complicated. So I think that life should be simple and I try to simplify the game. So here's the things you do leading up to comp, you know, up to competition, right? And as you see there, right, we talk about affirmations. We talk about setting certain intentions, okay? Certain preparations that you need to do. So now I'm, a, I'm, I'm simple. I don't need to worry about the whole game. Let me just worry about what I need to do leading up to the competition. That's it, very simple. Now we have our pregame. So in our pregame, we're gonna worry, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a look and pay attention to our body language, all right? To our focus. How, first of all, body language. How are we carrying ourselves, right? Chest up, shoulders pinned back, right? Chin up, right? Th these are all body language things that are sending a message to our subconscious mind, saying, "Hey, I'm ready to go." Okay. Um, so check your body language. 
what are you focusing on? Is it things that you can control or things that are out of your control? And when you notice that there's some things that are going on that are out of your control, get that out of there and think about the one thing that you can control. I'm just going to control checking in hard, receiving the ball and finding the next pass. These are all things that are done in the warm-up. And then your self-talk. Are you listening to yourself? Or are you talking to yourself? There's a big difference. There's a big difference between listening to yourself and talking to yourself. Uh, listen to yourself for thoughts. Talking to yourself is more directional. You have more control as to what that is. So you do those things. We call it BFS. And then we got our game time. Things are going to happen during the game. Do you have a refocus routine? Okay. Do we know what we need to do in order to move ourselves from what we call signal lights, right? From a red light situation to a yellow light situation to ultimately a green light situation where we want to spend most of our time. Okay. So there's a refocus routine. I'm not going to get into it now, but you know, it's quite simple. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And your brain just knows, bang, it's like next play, next play mentality. Okay. And then we have our post game where we go over what we call our well, better, and how, what did I do? Well, because I don't care how bad of a game you had. There's always something you did well. What could I have done better? I don't care how great of a game you had. There's always something you could have done better. And then how do I plan on implementing that in my next performance? So through these steps, I've occupied my mind with things that are in my control. And when my mind is occupied with things that are in my control, there is no room for things that are out of my control. The coach, the fans, the weather, the referee, playing time, all these things that I cannot control, I'm not worried about them. And I've now plugged something else in there. You see, if it's an open slate, your mind is open, you don't have a game plan, well, then thoughts are going to run in and they're going to take over. But if you have something there, thoughts are going to come in and be like, yep, there's no room for you. Bop, get out, right? And so you would be shocked by following this how much better you're able to perform because then you're able to now go back to what you naturally know how to do and not let all of these other things affect you. It's a lot deeper than that. Okay. I just scratched the surface right there. And I love explaining this stuff because I don't believe in just telling something, you know, telling someone what to do, but rather explaining to them why it works. I, I believe that there's way more buy-in that way. Um, we're not going to do that now, but know that these are all neurologically proven again. I'm not special. I'm not special. I didn't make up this stuff. I just took these concepts, simplified them so they're easy to digest to a nine-year-old and to a professional athlete. Because I work with nine-year-olds and professional athletes. And the only thing that changes is, you know, the, the intensity in which I deliver it, right? Or the examples I may give. But the concepts, the ideas, are exactly the same. Amazing. Yeah, I love that formula. I mean, it's simple, easy to follow. Obviously, when you work with someone one-on-one, -on -one, you're going into more depth, getting more personal, uh, getting more clear for them. But generally speaking, if someone wants to kind of start introducing these things for themselves, it's right there. You can look these things up. You can think about your body language, your focus, your self-talk, what you do pre-game, how you reflect post-game, what you're thinking about during the game, all of that stuff, what's taking you out of the game, what, what are you getting uh, caught up on that's outside of your control? All of those things you talked about, right? We can start to kind of make mental notes of that post-game on your reflection if you're actually reflecting on your game and thinking about more than, oh, did we win or did we lose? Because that's not really a marker of anything that's going to get you better at what you're trying to get better at. And so Absolutely. that's a great place to start with that with that formula for, for being mental performance.
Absolutely. Especially the post-game stuff, you know, you know, how many times, you know, your team loses, you know, we lose players, heads are down, they're walking off the field, coach, like, it's all right. Hey guys, you know, let's just, you know, let's, let's, let's just get ready for the next one. You know, put this one behind us, get ready for the next game. Or you win the game, high fives, fist pumps. Yay. Parents are happy, right? Everything's great. You know, you're super stoked. Coach is like, great job guys. Let's build off this momentum and carry this into our next game. Okay. Both situations, nothing learned, nothing <laughs> learned. It's like, motherfucker, you just played a full game. You sweat, you ran, you went into tackles, you got hit by balls, whatever it may be. You did all this effort. It's over now. Take something from it. Figure out what you did well, what you could have done better, right? Because there's gems in every one of these situations. Everything that we experience in life, we can take something from, learn, and get better. That's the difference between the guys that are signing pro contracts, the guys that are champions, and then everybody else. The guys that CEOs that are making big money and everybody else, right? The parents that have great relationship with their parents and every or with their kids and everybody else, okay? That's the difference. You right now are on episode 120. You take this episode, you pick it apart, you figure out what worked, what didn't work, because I guarantee you episode 120 is better than episode 12 because you've been getting better, okay? 100%. And if you want to get to episode 1200, right, which is a process, I'm sure you have your own goals and dreams and direction and stuff that you want to do, it will only come by, like you said earlier, and, and you said you said you said you, you work on you with, the, with your team, you work on something, you come back, you know, you know, I, I, you know, Eminem said, right, back in the lab again, right, mm -hmm. in, in his song, uh, whatever, one of the old, lose yourself, okay, back in the lab again, tried it, doesn't work, you get back in the lab, you make some adjustments, and you get back out there, and I think that that's really the, the thing that we, we miss a lot, we just get so pissed about the loss, we're so happy about the win, that we forget to learn. Yeah, that's so true about, about the podcast, though, because that's why I like, that's why I think it's really important to, to have, to just start, right? I started this podcast and I didn't have literally anything. I didn't have, barely had a mic, I didn't have a stand. I just wanted to do something, so I did it. And that episode is still available for the world to watch and it's atrocious. Yeah. And two and a half years later, episode 120, I feel like I have a better grasp on being a podcaster, but I still study like your Tim Ferriss, your Rich Rolls, your all these amazing podcasters. And then I watch my own stuff back, just like I would as an athlete, because I got to get better. Where was my questions? Where was my, did I cut people off? Did I let them talk? Did I actually listen? Or did I have my own questions that I wanted to ask, regardless of what you said or not? All of those things are very important. And so it's cool because all of it is in the public. So anyone can give me feedback anytime, which is awesome. That's the only way to learn, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and you've heard me a couple of times on this podcast say that I'm not that important, right? That I'm not special, right? Now you probably, you know, maybe listeners are listening, but like, what, what the fuck? This guy's a mental performance coach and he just keeps saying how he's not special. How is that positive self-talk? It's not coming from that place. It's coming from a place of we got to stop taking ourselves so damn seriously. <laughs> you got to understand that you're going to make mistakes yeah. and it's okay. The world is not going to, you know, it's not resting on your shoulders. So stop acting like it is. Yeah, you have responsibilities. Yes, you have pressure. But nobody listening to this podcast is that important that they cannot make a mistake. So when you take yourself a little bit lighter, understand you're going to make mistakes. And it makes approaching things a hell of a lot easier as opposed to approaching things with the mentality of I can't make a mistake. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say I'm not special. I'm not that important. Not because I don't value myself. I really do. And I think I do really good things for a lot of people. But I come, it comes more from a place of like, let's just pump the brakes. It's because I'm one that could put a lot of pressure on myself. And I have very, very high standards for myself. And, you know, my wife always tells me, you know, it's like, it won't matter. You're never going to be satisfied. Right. So over the years, I've learned how to deal with that, with my brain, with my mind. Uh, at first, I let it really overcome me and just, I would get down on myself. And now, you know, I've just turned 40 years old. Right. So it's not, you know, it's, it's a process. This stuff takes time. But now it's like, I know that that feeling is going to come of I'm not doing enough and what am I doing and so on and so forth. But now I can look at that feeling and be like, yo, I remember you, 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 you show up every couple of months. Thanks for coming. You know, hopefully you don't stay too long. Uh, I'll let you hang out here the rest of the afternoon. Then you got to go. I got shit to do. I know how to get rid of you. And the way to get rid of you is let's just get back to the things that are important to me. And that's why routines are so important. Let's get back to the morning prayer. You know, for me personally, let's get back to the morning prayer. Let's get back to our gratitude journal. Let's get back to working out the way we like to work out. Okay, let's get back to reading, even if it's just 10 pages a day. Let's get back to listening to podcasts about philosophy, whatever it is for you. I'm just listing my stuff. But when I do those things, I'm back on track. So I use those things to help me when I've gone off, off track because I'm just like everybody else, right? I'm not that special. I'm going to fall off track. I just have something to pull me back on track so I can, you know, keep progressing. So I know you didn't ask me, Jackson, but that's what it is, bro. No, I, I care. <laughs> I, you can talk about anything you want, man. It's awesome. I love it. Fantastic. But um, is there anything else, anything else you want to share? Anything else you want to comment on where people can follow you? Any last minute thoughts? Yeah. I mean, you know, as a whole, I think that, you know, to kind of, wrap up i think the biggest takeaway here should be one this is attainable this is absolutely attainable for absolutely everybody okay not in a cheesy you know you can do it like no not like in a cheesy quote kind of a way or something like you know if you could dream it you can be it like no i'm not not going that way i'm saying if you put in the work and you expose yourself to the right material you 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 will be able to have a certain mindset that will allow you to get the stuff that you want will you get it you know that has that's nothing to do with 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 me or you anymore it has to do with what is this thing that you want and how attainable is it but at least it will put you in a position to enter that game that's the first thing um and the second thing is really you know put a big emphasis on on uh information versus application don't go learning a bunch of stuff learn one thing and do it don't worry about learning a bunch of stuff. Learn one thing and do it. Uh, and you and that that way you will see your life move in the right direction faster than if you become, you know, this really intel, you know, know all the tactics and all the tricks and the tools and the quotes. That's not, it's fun. It's good. Look, I, I, I study that stuff too because it makes me feel good. But I know that until I do something, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, so that's that. You uh, You mentioned something about, you know, how to reach me and stuff like that. Simple breakdown, you know, anybody who's interested can can follow me on Instagram. There's always videos and little stuff there. The Instagram account is uh, Mental Coach Pro. The website is mentalcoachpro.com. And, uh, you know, like you said, there's always workshops. We're about to start up a workshop. Some, some are more specific based, right, for, for business owners and some for, for athletes. But, you know, just and if you have any questions, if anybody here has any questions, 
Look, I'll even one up you. You call this number. I'm going to give you the cell phone number. People are always like, you're crazy. What are you doing? My cell phone number is 818-942-4466. And the reason I say that so comfortably is because I want to help as many people as I can. I want to be available to, I want to be so easily accessible to as many people as I can. And so there's no secretaries. There's no, you know, press two, press three, nothing. You call that number, this phone rings. And if I don't answer, I'll call you back and we can have a discussion about whatever it is that's, that's, that's on your mind. That's fantastic. I, I think that's amazing. Thank you so much, man. This was an awesome conversation. Cool. I'm happy you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it too. I could talk about this shit all day, man. Yeah, I know. I love seeing you get a little bit fired up over there. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything you just said will be linked in the show notes. Um, other than that, thank you for watching, listening to episode 120. Um, follow my man Itzik and uh, give this a review and on Apple or Spotify and subscribe on YouTube. But most importantly, really most importantly, uh, take good care of yourselves and others. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Cheers.